Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. And before we get started with today's episode, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's gone over to iTunes and left us a review, and anyone who shared our podcast on social media. Our aim is to reach as many performers as possible, making the arts accessible to everyone by providing free information for performers. If you haven't already and you love our episodes, please do head on over to iTunes and leave us a review or share us and tag us on social media at The Perform Journals to show your support. Thank you so much and let's get on with the episode. So today I thought it would be a really good idea for me to share some audition tips with you, but these are specifically for acting rounds. Now auditions can be tough environments to be in, but they can also be really enjoyable. Now, before I auditioned professionally for Performing Arts College, I'd only done one dance audition. I had never done an acting round or a singing round. I'd never done acting lessons or singing lessons. So it was a real challenge for me going in the room, not just because of the training aspect, but because I didn't know what would be expected of me. The information wasn't out there. What happens? What do I wear? What do I do when I'm in the room? I had no idea. I knew that I had to take a monologue in. I didn't know anything about what that monologue had to be, what the specifications were. I just took in a monologue and knew I was going to deliver it at some point. Didn't know who to, didn't know what was going to happen. And it was a really, really hard experience because I learned my lessons through flopping. (laughs) And that is not an enjoyable position to be in. So I want to give some insight into what lessons I learned, what I learned through my training and what I would do now as a professional actress going out in the industry and auditioning. Because what I did back then, I definitely would not even dream of doing that now. Um, But I didn't know then. So I want to give you the insight so that you don't have to learn through flopping. You can go to these auditions and yes, learn from them and take things away from them, but you can also do it in a really enjoyable way. So I'm going to be sharing some of my top tips specifically for acting auditions with you right now. So my first thing that I wish I'd have done was done my research. Do your research. I went to my first audition for Performing Arts College, went in the acting room, and got roasted by the director because they asked me what the play was that the monologue was from. I didn't know. The author or playwright? Didn't know that either. Where it was set? Didn't know that. When it was? Not a clue. And what was the context? What had happened? What was a rough synopsis of the play? What happened just before and just after? Also did not know. Go in knowing your stuff. It's adamant. You you must know the play and you must know the play right. Where it's set is really important. It gives you great context, especially with the when as well. Knowing what language they're using. Imagine what kind of environment they would be in. And what happens... The way you deliver a monologue or a script is going to be very different depending on if you know their journey or not. If you know what's happened before that scene and what happens after that scene, 
you are going to have a very different way of delivering, delivering that monologue than just picking it up, looking at it and reading it. It's going to be a totally different ballgame. So if you haven't done your research, make sure it's something you invest the time in. It is so worth doing, especially when the director knows the play and knows the answers and knows how you should be delivering that. You really need to know your stuff. And it's the only way that you're going to be able to give a really believable audition. And believable, when it's believable, we get sucked in. We we forget we're in an audition. We, we fully invest in the character. And that's exactly what we want. So make sure you have done your research. Because if you get quizzed on it in front of all the other auditionees, you do not want to be that girl like me that was stood up there saying ramble because you did not know the answer. So I would make sure know your stuff. You do not want to be that person who doesn't know what they're talking about. Make sure you know it. My second tip would be taking appropriate material for you. Now, I took in a really, what I thought was a really funny monologue. Now, that was the only thing I thought, oh, it's funny. I'll take that. I'll do that. I quite enjoy like bits of it. That was my thesis. That was my theory. That's what I went into an audition actually doing. So taking appropriate material. I took in a monologue of a 40-year-old. She was talking about her kids. She was going through a horrible divorce. It's quite a famous um, monologue, actually. I ate the divorce papers. She talks about eating the divorce papers with ketchup and all sorts. And the director asked me, how can you give a convincing performance when I guarantee you've never been in a serious relationship, you haven't even, you don't even know what happens in a divorce personally. You have never been through it. So how can you portray that convincingly without going through something like that? And she was totally right. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how I did it. I, it was all a bit of a blur. Thankfully, I'm quite pleased that, you know, that's not a memory I have often. Um, but I probably did it in a quite insulting way. I mean, I've never gone through a divorce. So how at the age of 15, 16, that I was going to portray something as heartbreaking and as life-changing as that, um, I really don't know. And I was quite naive to that fact, I think. And I just didn't know that it was not really a sensible thing to do. I mean, no one was going to believe that I was a 40-year-old with my two kids at home going through a divorce. No one was going to believe that. Bearing in mind, I was 16 and probably at the time looked 13 because I have a proper baby face at the best of times. So they were never going to believe that. So it was a terrible, terrible monologue for me to take in. So the first thing I would say is make sure it's age appropriate and also that it fits your casting. Um, I mean, it was a terrible call from me. <laughs> because this woman was quite wacky, like she was losing the plot a bit, you know, because she was trying to keep going for her kids and going through this divorce and it was really messy and she was trying to see the light-hearted side of it, quite outgoing, quite bold. And at that time, I was not a wacky, bold, outgoing person, you know, I was very, I wouldn't say I was shy, but 
I was definitely on the quieter side. I definitely wouldn't have felt comfortable portraying that. So why I tried to do that, I'll I'll never know really. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it didn't fit my casting. I should have taken something that was my age and that was a more tame character that was more me that had gone through something that I could relate to. Um, similar age, similar problems that we're going through. I should have picked something that was more my casting. The other thing that um, was mentioned by the director was that it should have been delivered in an American accent. Now, I couldn't do an American accent. So I decided to not do it. I just decided at that time, I can't do one at the minute. I'm not going to try it. I'm going to leave it because it sounds really insulting and almost comical in the wrong way. Um, so I'm I'm just not going to do the accent. And I made that conscious decision to not ha- deliver it in American. And now I can do an American accent. So I should have just tried it and got on with it and rehearsed it and practiced things off YouTube and tried to pick up accent from TV shows and delivering the lines um but I didn't and um I delivered it in my northern British accent which was a lot more northern at the time you know I'd lived in Derby all my life I'd just spent a couple of months in Leeds um so I was I I definitely was a lot more northern than I am now I've been living in Cambridge for quite a few years so it's kind of watered my accent down but I did have a really broad, I didn't think I did at the time, but I actually did have a really broad northern twang. And the director said, you're northern. Why are you not doing it in American? Why are you being northern? And I obviously explained that, you know, I thought it was better that I didn't do it in American. And she said, well, why are you not doing something from your area? Something that matches you, matches your casting if you've got a native accent, use it, find a play that has been done in that area and do it. So I made sure when I found out that I'd got a recall, I think that was mainly based on my dance abilities <laughs> at the time. When I did my da- my recall, I made sure that I had gone away and found something that was age appropriate, that fit my casting, that had my native accent in. I literally looked and I can't even tell you how much I researched to find a play that was based in Derbyshire. It was called Looking Back in Anger by, I think it was John Osborne. Um, It was a long time ago, but if anyone's from Derbyshire and really struggling, there you go. There's half the battle done for you. How kind of me. Um, Because that took me hours of research. Um, But yes, it's it's not always easy to find your a play with your native accent, but I guarantee there will be something out there or something that's just more generalised or somewhere that doesn't state where it is in the UK. I would go for something like that if you're in the UK. If you're international, then try and find something from your area, from your country, from your county, from your state, your zip code. Um, try and find something that matches you and matches your accent that's a massive part and I didn't even think about that. So make sure that you do something that matches your native accent, which is where you're from. And the last two things on that point of taking appropriate material is take something that shows you off. 
you know, take something that has a bit of a journey in it. I know monologues aren't long sometimes, but take something that shows a bit of a journey, something, they go through something, you know, um, make sure it has the ability to show your skills off. And lastly, do something that you enjoy. Like I ended up really enjoying the monologue that I did um, from looking back in anger. So it was worth spending all that time. And the panel were very impressed that I'd gone away and I'd done my research and I'd really spent the time researching because some of the panel hadn't heard of that play to make sure I came back with the specification that they gave me. But do something that you do enjoy. If you hate it, then there's no point committing to it because you're just not going to deliver it well. So make sure it is something that you enjoy. Tip number three is neutral clothing. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen people in auditions try and struggle through physical theatre, through these massive warm-ups that they've done in group auditions in really smart, tight clothes. Wear neutral clothing. So blacks are great um, because it doesn't suggest really anything if you're going in for a specific part that's different dress to suggest then but if you're going in for just a general audition I would go in generally neutral clothing I would go in with stuff that's easy and comfy to move in like I say you could be asked to do physical theatre they might do icebreakers and big group auditions where they want you to be a bit silly and go a bit crazy and be yourself and you know um move around a lot hair up tie your hair up oh my goodness drama it drives me mad when people have their hair down especially if you're a person that likes to play with your hair get it out of the way get it out of temptation's way move it get rid of it put it up (laughs) um just so that it's easier and also so much is told through the face with acting we tell so much through our face and i feel like especially our eyes and um just our facial expressions say so much there's so much subtext in the face so make sure that your hair is off it so we can actually see all the amazing things that you're doing with your face um you know a lot of the time I've seen amazing actors and actresses but the hair's maybe over their eyes or um they're fiddling with it and you're just constantly brought in and out of the monologue because you're like is that them is that is that character because they're not obviously making a conscious decision to do it it's maybe out of nerves or anxiousness or worry so make sure you tie your hair up or pin it back or grip it back do what you need to do so it's out of your way and the last thing with the neutral clothing is no big logos if they suddenly ask you to read a script from the Victorian era you don't want pink or Nike written across your chest. It's not going to help them believe the concept. While they may be really lovely clothes, um, it's not quite right. So make sure you take something neutral that's a bit plainer for the acting. My fourth one is sight reading. Now, you probably won't get this at Performing Arts College. They tend to do this at more professional auditions. But they might just give you a sheet of paper or script with the lines on that they want you to read there and then. If you struggle with reading, if you have anything like dyslexia, make sure you ask if you can have longer with the script. Now, I've never known anyone saying no. A lot of the time they say, yep, we'll just move you guys around. You can do it a bit later. Just go have 10 minutes with the script rather than just reading straight away. Um, And if you're going to professional audition and they say, then there'll be a sight reading round, email them before 
say, I'm really sorry, I really struggle with this. Please, can you send me this over so that I can um, look over it so I can deliver it to the same standard that everyone else is? Um, It's not a problem if you ask. The worst thing to say is no. I've never heard anyone say no. They might be on a really tight schedule running things back to back. That might be the only case where that's happened, but I've never known anyone say no. But if they say no, what's the worst that can happen? Give yourself the best chance possible of getting the job or getting the part. Give yourself the best chance. If you ask, they'll probably say yes. So allow yourself to have that time so that you're on the same level playing field as everyone else. So if you do struggle with that, if that is something you do struggle with, I've seen people before come in with their um, coloured sheets as well to put as an overlay so that they can read it easier. Um, but, you know, if that is something you struggle with, always ask. More often than not, they'll be happy and really understanding. So you're better off asking than keeping quiet about it. The fifth tip is direction. You've got to be able to take direction. Some people rehearse things, and I know I did. I think mainly because at the time I'd not had any acting classes. I'd only had dance classes. So for me, it was it was more I was choreographing a routine in my head. I, you know, on this line wanted to look this way, and on this line I wanted to feel this, and on this line... I would move my arm and it became very like on count two, we do this, on count three, we do this, on count five, we extend. You know, it was very dancey and that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't think like that or behave like that in real life. So why would you then pretend in quotation marks to do that? Um, you know, when you look at the the script, Yes, rehearse it, know it inside out, know it back to front so that, you know, you can think about the performance side, but try not to get too stuck in, now I walk over here, now I use this arm, now I deliver it like this. Because if they ask you to change the way that you say it or change the context or change what moves you're doing, you've got to be able to deliver that. So yes, practice, you know, so you know it, but don't over-rehearse it so it becomes stale and unchangeable. You've got to be able to adapt and be on your toes and take direction. That's going to be something that everyone looks for, especially when you're out there and going for professional work. You need to be able to take direction and apply it straight away. So try not to make yourself too robotic with your monologue or your script, um, especially in your voice as well. Try not to say it with the same tone each time because that'll may throw you off if you are asked to say it in a different way or you're asked to say it as a poem or a song or you never know what people are going to ask so just be willing to take direction and if they say put on an accent you've got to be ready that to be able to do things like that um so be willing to take direction be willing to change it up be willing to be adaptable and even if it's not the best just have a good go try and apply it as quick as you can and do your best um, with that. But yeah, try not to think of it, if you've not had any acting training, try not to think of it so much as a dance and on this sentence you do this and on this sentence you do that. Try and think of how you would actually behave in real life. Which leads me on to my very last tip. Now, I didn't have any acting, acting classes before I went and did auditions. I don't know why. I think I was worried about money 
and the cost it was going to be for my parents. But really, I really should have had just one, just one one-to-one lesson for them to watch me do my monologue, for them to help me and just guide, give me a bit of guidance. I could have made notes and gone away and I knew I'd have practiced it and got it up to a better level. But it's so interesting now when I'm on the other side of the table, when I'm watching auditions or when I'm coaching one-to-one acting clients or, you know, performers, it's so different. You can tell when you've had direction and you can tell when someone's just giving it a go in the hope that it'll be right. (laughs) Um, It's always good to kind of have a fresh set of eyes on it. Have someone who knows knows what they're talking about and kind of sees bits that you don't. Like some things we, when we're acting, and I say that with quotation marks, when we're acting and we do things that we wouldn't naturally do in real life. Like for example, if you got locked in a room, you wouldn't just shout at the door. You would try fiddling with the lock or you'd look through the keyhole or, you know, you try and give it a good shove. So instead of just delivering lines to the door saying, oh, I'm locked in, I don't know what I'm going to do, you'd be pulling on the door. I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm trying to pull it and I can't, like, there's got to be some sense of reality. And I think we often, when we're acting, we lose that. We think, oh, we're playing this part. So, but in reality, you are being truthful. You are being that character in their circumstance. So you've got to believe that everything you're doing is what that person would do in that scenario. So for me, unless you're doing panto, which is a very different piece of cake, um, but for naturalistic things especially, you want to make sure that you've not put anything in there that maybe um, doesn't look quite right or um, just comes across in in a, in a different way than you'd hoped. So it's always good to get an, an acting lesson. If you've not had any, just get one one-to-one with your audition monologue so that you know what you're going in with and you know what you're doing. It's totally worth it. I wish I'd invested in myself for other people to invest in me. Like they want to, you want them to offer you training or you want them to offer you a part and maybe be paid for it. How are they going to invest in you if you haven't invested in yourself? Get some lessons. I really wish I'd gone and done that. That is the one thing I would have told myself back then was to go and try it and experiment more and really, really devote myself to learning the craft because I didn't do that. I just figured I'd be all right if I delivered a monologue the way I'd rehearsed it. Um, But it's really good to have a fresh pair of eyes to have someone to just help you create your vision because often what you're doing doesn't always come across that way to the audience so it's definitely worth getting one-to-one lessons if you don't know where to go dm me obviously i do dance technique and acting but if you want singing or anything like that i've got a great handful of teachers that i know um that i'd be able to refer you on to so if that is something that you're worried about or you want to get in touch with someone for one-to-one I've got a good handful of people that I know that would be willing to help and like I say I do lessons as well so if you did need anything I would be so more than happy to help you so please do come to me um but yeah I mean I hope that you know that's given you some insight so to sum up do your research 
take appropriate material for you. Think about your clothing, neutral, easy to move in, comfy, hair up, no big logos. Sight reading, if you struggle, ask. Direction, be able to take direction, be adaptable. And six, get some lessons. If you haven't had any training, just get one one-to-one to go over your audition thing so you know it's going to come across in the way that you intended it. You're creating this vision and you know that you're going to be able to deliver it even with more confidence than you had before. It will really show. It will be so worth it. A massive thank you for listening. I hope that was really, really helpful. Um, Like I say, if you loved this episode, please head over to um, iTunes and leave us a review or share us on social media and tag us at the Performer Journals. That's my account. You can also message there anytime and I will always respond. Um, A big thank you for listening. I've been your host, Bethany Unwin, and this has been Performer Talks. I hope you all have a lovely, lovely week.